Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Balanced Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so excited to have you listening. Today, we have Emily Nolan as our podcast guest. She's pretty much incredible. You guys will laugh your butts off. You'll be totally inspired by her journey. She has recently dropped 45 pounds. She looks amazing. And that's just one inspiring thing about her that I was so excited to have her share about on the podcast today. Emily and I have been friends for a couple years. We were introduced by a mutual friend because our stories are just eerily similar to one another. In fact, we lived down the street from each other in New York at the same time. We were both suffering from orthorexia. We were both stopping being vegan, doing this whole transition at the exact same time and we just didn't know each other. And she was a model living in New York and then she moved to Miami. I, of course, was blogging, living in New York and then I moved to LA. And it wasn't until both of us had moved already that we met and realized that our stories were just freakishly on the same wavelength. And we met up. We were both in New York. Not long after that, we took a Barry's Boot Camp class together And I told her all about all my crazy lucky numbers and things. And she had a lot of really similar things to say. And it just became very clear that we were meant to be in each other's lives. It's one of those friendships that goes so much deeper than the surface, which is what every friendship in my life basically is because I don't like to waste time with things that just scratch the surface and don't dig deep. And Emily's just one of those people... She's also one of those people who every single time I'm with her, we laugh until we cry. Literal tears, literal tears. We will tell you guys a little bit more about that. Like when we went to Summit at Sea together on the boat and I realized that I hated being on boats and I had massive anxiety the whole time we were there. Um, But somehow being with Emily still made everything just so fun and we just laughed so hard. And I also joked to her in the interview that she gave me these rag and bone shorts because um, at the time they didn't fit her anymore and she gave them to me. And I joked that I wear them like every single day. And the funny thing is I'm actually wearing them right now and this was unplanned. So Emily, if you hear this, I was not lying. I love these jean shorts so much. Um, I guess the final thing I'll say before I introduce Emily is just a couple things. So I talked about the Good Fest in my last episode, which is a wellness festival in Philadelphia in April, where I'll be speaking and hosting a yoga class, teaching a yoga class and all these breakout blogging sessions for VIP tickets. I'm so excited. 
So the code that I gave you guys last week, it was available for five days. So if you're trying to use it now, it's expired. So you should use TBB10, which is TBB as in the balanced blonde 10, which will get you 10% or $10, one of the two, off of your good fest ticket. You should totally do it. Come hang out. It's going to be so much fun at the festival. The second thing is I... You may or may not know this about me. Have a clothing line called The Balanced Blonde Apparel. I've been doing it with two of my very good friends for three years, coming up on three years in April. And we decided over the course of time, but really recently decided, that we were going to begin to phase out the apparel from our lives because we, the three of us, have so much going on, so much more than we had when we started the apparel back in. 2013, 2014. Um, Things have changed. Shipping apparel, having a whole customer service department, um, coming up with phrases and waiting on wholesale garments and even a brief dip into the fashion industry. That all just became a lot, especially for, for me because what I'm most passionate about focusing on is my podcast and my blog and my upcoming book and teaching yoga and traveling to teach retreats. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just inhaled my cat's fur. Seriously, it's flying around because I was just petting him. Oh my gosh. Um, Back to the point. So we are phasing out the clothing line and we're going to have TBB apparel shirts available at an all-time low flash sale discount of 30 or sorry, $29 a shirt. $29 a shirt. You can shop on truthbalancevirtue.com or you can go to the shop tab on my website, The Balanced Blonde. Um, We'll be doing this for about a week. So get those shirts before they go vintage. They're really fun. They say fun things like, okay, yes, be you, love yourself, lots of other things. We love them. This was not an easy decision to phase the clothing out of our lives. Uh, Not an easy decision at all, but eventually it just became pretty obvious to us that it needed to happen because there's just too many amazing things to focus on in the world. And if there's one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur, it is if you're focusing on too many things, you will never be able to give your full energy to anything or anyone. And that's kind of the opposite of how I like to live my life. I want to give my full energy to everything I dedicate myself to. So while I am sad that there will not be physical product for you guys to represent anymore with the Balanced Blonde apparel. There's a lot of other exciting things in the works. Um, There's always my book if you want a physical piece of me around Breaking Vegan and there's more books coming. And honestly, the podcast couldn't be more personable wherever you are, if you're in your car or doing your dishes or laying in bed or in the bath, I'm literally hanging out with you right now. So there's a lot of different ways to reach you guys than there was when I first started the clothing line. So I just wanted to say all that. I'm going to write a blog post about it because I do want to explain myself further because, well, I like to write blog posts so that I can actually sort out in my head what's going on because I definitely think through writing. So I'm going to do that and then I'll probably have a lot more to say. But without further ado, I want to introduce Emily and get the episode started. I'm so excited that she's going to be here. She's Da bomb, and so are you guys. So here we go. Boom, let's do it. Hello. 
Okay, you guys, I'm so excited. I have one of my closest, closest girlfriends here, Emily Nolan. She has really so much going on in her life and so much to share that I'm not even sure how to introduce her because (laughs) her work within the world really spans everything from body confidence to leading retreats to being a writer to being a model, which she doesn't actually model anymore, but this is still something that we'll talk a lot about. And she's just an inspirational person. She's an incredible friend. She is married to an awesome guy named Matt, and I have stayed with them in Miami and totally, totally need to go back. Miss her so much. She's one of those people who every single time we're together, we laugh so hard that we cry, like literally doubled over laughing and dying. And those are the best kind of people to have in your life times a million. So I could not have Emily on the podcast. She just has so, so, so much good stuff to share. And I have so many questions for you. But before we get started, introduce yourself to the listeners, Emily, and tell them a little bit about you and what you do. Hey, hey, good looking. (laughs) Thank you. You're so sweet, guys. I just want to first say that Jordan is such an amazing friend of mine. And I know there's a lot of women in the health and wellness world that do like get a lot of promotional stuff and people, you know, they get all the marketing things and they look like the perfect package. But then when you dig like an inch deep, you're like, Damn, Gina, that girl has got something funky going on. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want to say, Jordan, you're the real deal, Holyfield. And you walk the walk, talk the talk. And I'm just so blessed to have you in my life. And life is more fun because of you. So thank you for being such a radiant, um, joyful person in my life. Oh my gosh. I feel the same way about you so, so, so much. And that's like (laughs) the nicest thing that anybody could ever tell me because I don't really care. As long as people think and know that I'm genuine and that I like to have fun and that I care about the people in my life beyond, beyond anything else, that's really all I care about. Like everything else is just added bonus. It's just extra. But I love that you say that. And I feel the exact same way because you, you so walk the walk. And when I was <laughs> sitting down to start writing questions for you for, it's, it's not going to be like questions. It's really just going to be conversation, but I did write some questions because I have so many things that I want you to share with everybody. So when I sat down and started writing that stuff and kind of just started writing about like, the first time that we ever met in person and hung out, which was in New York. And we walked around Soho. We took a Barry's class together. We sprinted our asses off on the treadmill together, literally sprinted. I was like, why are we running at 11 miles an hour? Oh my God, my legs are going to fall off. And you looked at me and you're like, I don't really run that much. Like other than this half marathon that I'm training for, I was like, same here. And we just totally connected. We walked around Soho. We talked about super deep stuff. We, I started telling you all about my lucky numbers and 201 and all this like magical, mystical stuff. And you're like, oh my God, I have so many of the same experiences. What's your love language? And we just dug really deep and instantly... I was like, first of all, sad that we didn't live in the same city because we were both just visiting New York. Although we both literally found out that we lived within blocks of each other when we lived in the city. We just didn't know each other. 
Right. And then I also knew that I had found a lifelong friend and collaborator and just like someone who was so genuine and awesome. And then we went to your topless event, your Lululemon event on the boat. And I couldn't believe there were literally hundreds of people there. I was like, this girl is legit. This is not just like a little yoga class event. This is really legitimate. There are hundreds of people here. She's giving this heartfelt speech. She's crying. Like, I have never seen someone more genuine. So I guess, so where to begin, I suppose, is just like tell people in a nutshell what your journey is, because you've had a really interesting story with body image and eating disorders and being a model and um, being a role model now. And basically, I mean, I don't want to tell your story for you. So just tell us what feels most (laughs) authentic for you. And so people can just get a glimpse into who you are. You did a great job (laughs) making you sound like Superwoman. You are. I accept the role. (laughs) You are. Oh, by the way, before we even get started, because I just have to say this, Emily gave me a pair of rag and bone jean shorts last time I saw her that used to be hers. And she's like, do you want these? I think they would fit you better. And I have actually worn them every single day since. I am not kidding. I wear them every day. So I think of you every single day. And that was like over a year ago. I love that I'm so close to your bum every day. Every single day. Every day. I'm the closest, closest to your bum that anyone's ever gotten. It's true. I don't let people get near there. Just you. <laughs> it's that Jordan cornbread. I can't resist. <laughs> you know it. Okay. But seriously, um, there will be a podcast today, guys. <laughs> yeah, there will be. We will. It'll you happen. will get to hear Emily's story. I promise I'll stop talking about Jordan's cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So again, thank you for well, thanks to everyone for even listening to this. I'm like flattered that I'm interesting to, to other people. You're so interesting. <laughs> You're fascinating. So um, I'm going to try and give you my story in a nutshell. And if you guys have any questions, you can always write me on Instagram. I like am always on Insta stories. My handle is at I am Emily Nolan and that's N-O-L-A-N. I'm sure Jordan has it on her podcast, but if I forget anything, I'll add it on there. Okay, so let me get started. I have been a model at 16 different sizes. I started modeling when I was 22. I was a size zero. And I shortly thereafter, actually right as I started modeling, I had a breast implant, breast implants, courtesy of a narcissistic boyfriend who suggested real women have boobs. And I decided that I guess I wasn't woman enough. So I um, got implants for him and modeled with those throughout my career as a size zero and a size 16. And I've modeled at all sizes in between. So cool. That is rare. Not many people can say that. <laughs> I'm so rare. I'm like a beautiful gemstone. <laughs> you are. You're a rare flower. So I had that experience. The reason I've been so many different sizes is because I've struggled intensely with eating disorders, all eating disorders, all diets, all body dysmorphia and body dysmorphic disorder. I've done the eating disorder uh, outpatient therapy through my college years. I've relapsed several times. I 
um, did things really the trend here is that I've always done things for other people and for culture and what our culture expects us to look like as women and what beautiful is, um, and what, what is trending in beauty and wellness and even health. And there was a point in my career and I feel like I'm fast forwarding really quickly. Um, but I think it's important to note that there's a point in my career there's, well, there's been four versions of Emily and I should start there. It's young Emily. It's pretty Emily. It's brave Emily. And then full Emily. And Whoa, these are different- I love that. I love that transformation. It has been uh, different iterations of my life. And I've been able to come up with V1, V2, V3, and V4 of Emily. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. The young Emily was like younger me who was kind of like the chubby kid and, uh, you know, was locked in someone's bathroom at my first sleepover. And they asked to weigh me because I was like bigger than all the other girls. And so it was me recognizing that um, I was not like the other girls and I was much bigger. And so I started having body shame at a young age. And then there was pretty Emily who tried to control that and going through high school and college years of eating disorders and wanting to model and, and prove really to the world that I was in fact beautiful despite what people thought of me. So it was almost like not defensive, but maybe even some of it was trying to prove to myself that I wasn't the ugly duckling. And then there was brave Emily. And I know I'm skipping over these. They're big moments in my life, but for time's sake, I'm moving quickly. It's a good overview. Yeah. And then there was brave Emily who decided that she was enough and good enough and that she was ready to shed layers of stories that no longer served her. And I talk about myself like it's a different person, you know, (laughs) because it is. I'm a totally different person from the brave Emily And she, brave Emily was the one who uh, had the courage to, she wanted to choose her health and her joy and her happiness and fullness, which is a word I'll use a lot going forward over, you know, a career, which is temporary, you know, and for me, it was modeling. And I decided I was at that point in my brave Emily uh, version, I was a size 16 and I was traveling the world as a plus size model. As I like to say, the world's most okay plus size model. I wasn't an Ashley Graham, but I was working and, you know, like living a dream. And so, and I also feel like God put these blocks in my life and made it difficult for me to become some like huge Ashley Graham celebrity as a model because it wasn't my purpose in life. And I know that you definitely believe in that as you're like, not, I'm not going to say it's woo woo, but I do feel like it it was a sign that I worked really hard to become some huge model and I did well, but it wasn't like I just skyrocketed. So I was brave enough to let go of a career that I felt didn't have purpose for me anymore. And I chose my purpose, which was to serve myself and to be healthy. And I, in that brave Emily, there were certain parts of me on retreats that I led that I let go of stories. And I call it the real simple phase of my life. I had a complication detox. I 
let go of all the complications, all the things that didn't bring me joy in my life, whether it was food that I was eating because someone told me I should be eating it. Like, for example, that um, those mushrooms you put in coffee, I don't know, you might enjoy it, but I'm like, tastes like caca. I'm not putting that in my freaking coffee. No, thank you. Or, you know, like things that I don't enjoy. Letting go of workouts that I don't want to do because they don't bring me joy. Like going to a boot camp class and having not a Barry's boot camp, but like some class where the trainers all up in my ear yelling at me and harassing me to like do something that my body doesn't want to do at that speed or doesn't want to um, do it all. You know, like I love running and I love yoga and I love like doing weights and I don't know. I just like, like being intuitive and going with the flow. I'm not like rigid or abrasive, like with my workouts. And I feel like going with the flow is really important, but I'm kind of veering off topic. And then there's a phase. Then I moved. So from the real simple phase, I went through this complication detox. And in that detox, I also detoxed my food. So I took out all of these complex food things like Uh, pastries and trigger foods. Like for me, trigger foods were um, chocolate, even coffee, because I'd put cream and sugar or like cream and, I don't know, honey or whatever I would put in there. And I never knew, or I forgot is a better word, what things tasted like when they were simple. And so I had to retrain my body to appreciate the simplicity and God's food and the wholeness in things at the foundation, at their their foundation before I could um, make them more complex. So for example, for three months of my life, I, and this, it was all at the same time, I went through a complication detox. And for me, that was, I had an explant surgery I let go of the implants. So I had them removed and I had a capsulectomy. So they like put my muscle back down on my rib cage. My boobies look amazing. You can ask my husband. He's told everyone in my Insta stories. He loves my boobies. And, and the best thing is that I love them. So, and I'm running like a hell, like I love it. I love being athletic and being, I feel so free in my body now because I'm in my natural skin and it just feels so liberating to not carry around that decision I made for that butthead. So I let go of that. I had my explant surgery. It took me, I know a lot of you are probably curious about how long the recovery is. If you've had implants, it's a six week recovery process and you can start like walking and jogging after then. I took my time. And along the healing process, I also did a food complication detox, which I um, created and I'm writing about in my book, Pretty Full. And that's the first title drop, by the way. Yeah, I see that. I'm excited. I thought it was going to be pretty brave. That's part of the book. Oh, damn, girl. I know. I know. And I will explain all of that. But... um. I went through a complication detox and started this thing called real comma simple. So I started eating real food 
and simple food. So for dinner, I would eat, I would bake a sweet potato. I would bake like broccoli with like whole foods, nothing processed. And I retrained my taste buds, even like salmon, you know, like nothing like teriyaki salmon with this glaze and this and this, nothing like super indulgent, but everything was life-giving and nourishing. And so I trained my taste buds to like things simply and created patterns. On average, it takes about 66 days to recreate um, good patterns. And so I committed to myself because I love myself. And because I love myself, I want to be the happiest version of myself for myself. I committed to this real, simple complication detox. and trained my taste buds to like simple things. And then after that, I lost 45 pounds. You look amazing. I'm like dying, (laughs) dying over your transformation. I'm glad that you're already talking about this. Yes. Don't die. Please live. (laughs) I'm I'm alive, but dying. Live, live. Alive, but dying in the best way. I actually call my weight loss life gain I feel what's important to note here, especially for any listeners who have had eating disorders or body dysmorphia, or if this is triggering something in your mind, it's important to note that it's not about the number that I lost or the size that I am now, as much as it is important about that I came into the body that God gave me. And my body is now operating on its own healthcare system. And that system has led me to this last version of myself called Full Emily. And I'll tell you a little bit about the system before I forget. The healthcare system, the simple thought, their philosophy is that it's eating, sleeping, and moving, and they should all be equal priorities in our life instead of, oh, I'm just going to run because I'm feeling guilty that I ate pizza last night. It's like, run because God has gifted you with this blessing of a body where you are like, you can run on planet earth. You can like breathe this air. You can dance when you run. Like you can smile and feel the sun on your shoulders. If you're not in the Northeast right now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Or in LA, it's pouring outside. Oh, I saw on Instagram stories, like, uh, it's like torrential there. Torrential. I've almost never seen anything like it. That's a blessing. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. Our drought is going away. Thank goodness. So this whole philosophy of healthcare system, I think we, in our culture, emphasize movement more as it's it's like guilt-driven, you know, like we should do boot camp and be yelled at because we need to be thin instead of we, need, we should like feel, fr- you're free to move your body and live in the body that God's given you, whatever it looks like, you know? And part of me feels like I was vegan. I know we shared that story. I was vegan for eight years and I'm like rewinding a little bit. Stop, rewind, (laughs) go back. (laughs) I was vegan for eight years. And I was talking about this yesterday with my uncle. And I was saying, uh, when I lived in New York City, a block away from my homegirl, Jordan Younger. How crazy is that? I know. I was vegan and I was also a size 16. And they asked me, my uncle asked me yesterday, well, what do you feel like the difference is? Or what was, 
Like, what was your impression of that journey now that you have, like, in retrospect, what's your impression? And I said, you know, I have always struggled with eating disorders and body dysmorphia. And I felt, I had also, I got my master's certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell. So I had really gone into understanding plant-based nutrition. And I still felt like that transition for me was, um, it was more defensive and it wasn't out of self-love as much as I thought it was. It was more out of, I almost feel, and I hate, I don't want this to come off wrong. If you are vegan, I want you to understand that this was my journey. It was more of an excuse for me to be a size 16. So what, what, as an example, I'll say, people would say, Oh, like you're a vegan, you know, like you're heavy and you're a vegan or, you know, I was almost obese. And I would say, yes, like I'm a vegan, I'm healthy. I'm just this way. This is the way that God made me. And it was like, I always had to give an excuse, you know, that like, yes, I'm plus size and I'm vegan. Like how weird is that? Because everyone is always like, you're vegan. What do you eat? Like air? I'm like, basically, I mean, I basically, if I look back, I was on juice cleanses, like nobody's business. I was spending thousands of dollars on expensive food and trying to find a solution to my weight, my weight and just my size, et cetera. And, you know, now I've like freed myself of any label and just said like, I'm being intuitive. And this is after the real simple detox. So now I'm like fast forwarding, go forward. (laughs) I love it. You're like your own personal DVR or something. I love (laughs) listening to you talk. Good, because I think I've monopolized this conversation. I apologize. Well, I'm going (laughs) to jump right in and re-dominate in a second. No, just kidding. No, I'm very into this story and I know that everybody is. So fast forward into full, full, um, or full Emily. And I have like no labels. I eat what I feel called to eat. And that includes, and I feel like the coolest thing is this is on a wellness and health podcast, which is awesome. The, you know, I'm not ashamed to eat pastries or cookies or um, things that never in my life or like key lime pie, you know, never in my life had I ever imagined eating food and and being in a healthy body that God gave me and one that like that looks like the body I've always imagined for myself. You know, I was at lunch the other day and I told Bishop who works with me, she's the chief uh, Emily Wrangler. And I love that. I have some of those in my life too. I saw that on Instagram. Yes. So I was like almost in tears at lunch because I had stone crabs, sweet potato fries. I had, what do we have? Fried green tomatoes. We had just like a smorgasbord of insane food from Joe's stone crab. And then we got key lime pie and apple pie crumble and coffee and I mean, we were so jazzed and I was in tears. Like I never in my life thought that I could actually eat and love myself. And so this concept of full Emily comes from the fact that my whole life, and this is probably one of the most important tips from this podcast 
And going forward, I'd love for anyone to connect with me over this because it's changed my life. The most important thing that I've learned is that all of the deprivation diets and, you know, we're taught to cut things out of our life and um, take things out of our diet and strip ourselves of, of feeling full. All of that has never worked for me. And I've always looked for a solution to getting into the body that God's given me, which is this one now, 45 pounds lighter. And the only thing that has ever worked for me is being full. And there's this philosophy I have called full, full, and I'll introduce it in depth in the book, but there's a pie chart. And imagine the pie chart is 50% full on one side and 50% full on the other side. And they're two different things. One side is pink, one is blue. Well, the pink side is a satiation. Like how full are you of food? And good food, life-giving food, food that like brings you joy and makes you feel like you could just have an eyegasm when you look at it. Your mouth has an orgasm when you eat it and you're just like, oh my God, life is just like, the best thing that's ever happened to me. I am so happy. Like the other day I had guava French toast after a seven mile run and yoga. And I was like, I wanted to face plan it and just like tell my husband the entire brunch, how amazing that guava French toast was. So like, you know, you eat food to write home about. And then the other half of the chart, which I was doing in Brave Emily and then the earlier iterations of Emily is life fullness. It's soulful. So it's like belly full and then they're soulful. And I was trying to fill up my soul full with food. And so I was overeating. And what I realized was that I needed to add things into my life that gave me life. I didn't need to take food out. I needed to add joy in. So I started finding things in my life, simple things in the beginning during my complication detox in the real simple part of my life where I was like, take a hot bath instead of go for a pint of ice cream or go for a walk with my dog and listen to a meditation on my headphones or even meditate in my bed or do a creative visualization or pray or go to yoga or like read a book or listen to an audio book. Or, you know, cooking. I I love all of this. I love all of this. And I'm so happy to hear that you found that full, full version of yourself because that's something that I try to introduce to people as well. And something that I try to ascribe my life by is by really enjoying everything in your life. Like you don't exercise to look a certain way or eat to certain look a certain way, but do those things because they make you feel full. They make you feel you enjoy everything you put into your mouth. And this is something that my nutritionist Kelly always tells people too, is don't hop on the bulletproof coffee train and salmon with veggies for lunch kind of thing. If you don't like it, like you have to do what works for you. And that's why when people ask for like a, what I eat in a day video, and I think those are cool too, because I think it's good to get inspiration from people that you're motivated by, but it's just, everybody's so different. All of our bodies are so different and your transformation speaks for itself. And I'm so excited to hear that you've gone from 
I think the last time I saw you in person, you were not full Emily yet. You were in version three. You were yes. brave. You were brave, Emily. And I yes. can't even believe that like you could have evolved into someone even more balanced and happier and more amazing than brave Emily because that girl was freaking awesome. And I mean, it's obviously <laughs> still you. So I'm just like, I'm just blown away by all this. And I guess the next question just to like, piggyback and bounce off of everything that you're already sharing is just to paint the picture for people if they haven't already gathered the fact that you have, you've lost 45 pounds in a matter of months. Like what has it been? Like six months? It's been seven months. Seven months. And you seriously look like a different person. Not that you didn't look great before, but I remember when you dedicated yourself to this healthier lifestyle and you wrote this beautiful, beautiful blog post because Emily, you guys, is such a good writer. Like her writing just sucks you in. She's one of those bloggers who is actually a real writer, writing (laughs) massive amounts just like I do, which I can appreciate so much. Um, I read her whole post and she wrote this whole thing about dedicating herself to just like letting go in certain areas, not having ice cream every night or whatever it was and like getting your husband in on supporting you. And I remember thinking, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. And fast forward, because we love fast forwarding and rewinding in this conversation, (laughs) seven months, you look incredible. Like I haven't seen you in person. So I'm, I'm catching up from afar, seeing, seeing photos and videos and boomerangs and Insta stories and literally everything. And I'm dying because you're just like radiant. And this isn't about the weight loss. It's about the fact that you have stepped into your light. You are radiating this extreme light and positivity. And that's when I knew beyond just like dying to have you on the podcast and talking about it with you all the time. Last week, I was like, Emily, what day are we sitting down to have you on the podcast? Because your radiation is blowing up. You are so glowing. So for everybody listening who wants to make a transformation like that, which I would pretty much just take a wild stab in the dark and say, everybody wants to, because who doesn't want to become an even more glowing, evolved version of themselves? What are the steps? So you're talking about like finding that full fullness and what else, what else have you done to achieve this? Well, I would say the first step is to, um, you know, have that courage and bravery to acknowledge that you can evolve and you can actually, and I actually want to punch people in the face when they're like, you can be the happiest version of yourself. I'm like, you can go to hell. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Right. I'm like, like, what a fake statement. What an ingenuine like thing to say. I and I feel like I'm saying that. So you're all welcome to punch me in the face, but let me give you a shot first. Oh my god, I say it all the time. (laughs) I say it all the time too. But if you have the info to back it up, it's a totally different statement. Once you once you feel like the happiest, healthiest version of yourself, you really want that for everybody. So yeah, maybe we're annoying, but go on. Sorry if I annoy any of you guys. She's um, really, really annoying. That's why I have her on. <laughs> so you have to be brave enough to recognize that you that there is something even greater and believe that there is something greater, whether that's a belief in God or spirituality or a belief in yourself. And then once you recognize that, I would say asking or even like claiming to the world, asking an ally for support. And setting your goal of being your highest self and your fullest self. And then I would say, 
you know, just knowing thyself is a huge part and learning what I think my, my journey in the six months of real simple and then phase two, which was full, full was no learning who I was and what filled me up. And even a lot of there, there was parts of that journey where I felt like I had failed, like, um, overeating and almost binging on Thanksgiving. Like I starved myself up until Thanksgiving and then pounded some food. And I was in so much pain for three and a half days that I was like, that was the best lesson I've ever learned because I will never do it again. And I just really didn't listen to myself and my body. And so I would say, if you come across these, I'm going to quote it, failures, take them as learning lessons instead and turn it into a positive thing. Like, whoa, I'm so glad I had that experience of trying to know myself because I'll never do it again. It was so painful. You know, like I always want to be balanced, which is what you preach. And so knowing thyself, knowing what fills you up, um, knowing what brings you joy, not your parents, not your partner, not Instagram followers, like what brings you joy? And then everything else will come. Everything else is a side effect or a symptom of knowing what brings you joy and then doing it. Yeah. Being brave enough to do it. I love that. I love that. I love thinking of things in the terms of everything else is just an added bonus once you have that relationship with yourself. And it's such a hard thing to find. But I started thinking about this earlier today, even before we got into this conversation. And it's not surprising that we're now having a conversation about what I woke up thinking about because we are definitely that type of duo. But (laughs) Someone sent me a quote this morning, someone very important to me, sent me a quote this morning that they really liked saying, loneliness is full of life, not the other way around. So the other way around would be life is full of loneliness, which is obviously not what you or I think about life. Loneliness is full of life. And that struck me so deeply because if you can be full of life when you're completely alone, even in your darkest moments, then imagine how much life there is to be lived and lived to the fullest when you're not in that place. And when you are surrounded by people you love and energy that inspires you, it's pretty crazy. And it's pretty radically amazing if I do say so myself. And I think it's everything that you're talking about is to really search within and just don't be so hard on yourself. Learn what works for you, follow it. And of course, like when you quote unquote fall off the wagon or quote unquote fail, which I mean, I think all of us do that every single day, at least in some area, there's no perfection. You just learn from it. And like, I love hearing that. I mean, I don't love because like, I know how much this sucks, but that you overate so much on Thanksgiving and felt really shitty because you learned from it. And I've totally had those experiences as well, where I've been like doing really great, eating so well, and then having just this like meal or this day and often on a holiday, we just overindulge to the point of feeling disgusting. And I, I just, these days, I just try to take it as such a learning lesson. Like I didn't ruin my life in one sitting. I'm totally fine. I just need to know not to do that again because it makes me feel horrible. So that's, I don't know, that's really helpful. And then uh, another question I have, since you've 
in seven months, you've dropped so much weight and you're looking and feeling amazing and you've entered into a new version of yourself and changed the title of your book and basically your whole philosophy. How are you taking the steps to make sure that you don't take this too far? Because that's always my thought when I like lose a lot of weight really fast or have like a really big transformation where I'm like, feeling on fire and everything's just working out. And I just feel fantastic. Being an extreme person, at least me, how, how do you deal with like, maybe just being happy with where you are and not trying to take it even further? In terms of my journey or for followers, listeners, and in terms of your journey, like your journey specifically? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think it all goes back to just being intuitive and knowing thyself, like being honest, radically honest with yourself. You know, is this controlling my social life? Am I going with the flow? I think it's really important if you're, instead of like trying to control life to let life happen to you and just like be a participant in life, uh, and do what feels good. You know, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm inspired to go for a run and to feel like, you know, my body is such a blessing. I am so lucky to have a body that moves. And so when I run, I'm like happy and joyful. And it's, it feels right. Instead of like thinking about, I pounded some ice cream last night and I'm doing this because I'm fat, you know, like my inspiration has totally shifted and my, my, set point has totally shifted in life where I am now moving because I do things because I love myself. And I think taking it too far would be doing things because I doubt or hate myself. And I, you know, I would say that that's a good metric to use when you're, when you have an extreme personality, which Jordan, I both share is to just say like, am I doing this out of love? And if you are, (laughs) go for it. Yes. That is such a good statement. I couldn't agree more on every single wavelength because when you're doing things out of love for yourself, you really can't go wrong. Like it doesn't guarantee perfection, but you just simply can't go wrong. Where so many unhealthy choices I've made in my life, like when I've fallen into orthorexia or when I've gotten so obsessed with uh, certain types of exercise or things that it starts to get in the way of my social life. And I start to think I shouldn't be going out with friends tonight because I should wake up early and go on a 19 mile run. Really extreme thoughts like that is when I need to check myself. So it's really good to hear you say the same thing and it's clearly working for you. So I love that to continue on like this same conversation topic so you you found this incredible body confidence and that's something that you found even before this whole transformation. You were leading topless yoga classes and just to clarify for everybody, topless was Emily's company and it was a sport, sports bra. So you're doing classes in a sports bra. You're not literally topless with like your boobs hanging out. But I mean, that probably <laughs> would have maybe been acceptable too in certain places. But It happened on retreats. Oh my God, that's so fun. <laughs> so when I took her topless class in New York, there were like hundreds of us in our sports bras doing yoga. And this was the coolest thing ever. And um, to look around the room and see women of all shapes and sizes, people who had 
tons of confidence in people who probably had their shirt off in public for the first time in their life. This was so cool to see and so cool to be a part of. So you found that body confidence, I don't know when, maybe a couple of years ago, or maybe you've had it for even longer. So what would be your tip to everyone listening for finding inner body confidence and just like being you unapologetically, no matter what? I would say be brave enough to practice radical self-acceptance and just believe that you are good enough just the way that you are. Yeah. I love that. Simple to the point, radical self-acceptance. Boom. Yeah. And that's really the confidence. Like that is confidence. I mean, I've, I feel like I've gained even more confidence now in full Emily than I ever had in brave Emily. But I I also felt like I was full of confidence in Brave Emily. I never knew the confidence I have now in full Emily because I've come into God's earth suit. And I think that the most beautiful thing about a woman, in particular to a woman, is when she radically accepts herself. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so attractive. She's so beautiful oh my God, she loves herself. She takes care of herself. And that's what people see when they see you. They don't see like your belly rolls or that you don't have Kayla, it's seen six pack or whatever. You know, like you are so beautiful. You are such a blessing in your earth suit right now. Even if you're thinking, well, you're just saying that because you lost 45 pounds and like, you've got a new body. No, you're perfect right now because your body moves. Like you have won the Powerball every second of life. Like we are just so blessed to have an earth suit that does all the stuff for us. Let's focus on what it does for us and what it, instead of what it's lacking or what it doesn't have. Like you are just such a blessing and that is so beautiful and own it. That is so good. I need that written and typed out in calligraphy to hang over my bed because that (laughs) statement is everything. And it's so true. I think it's so easy to forget that we're so lucky to move our bodies and to have the ability to find our healthiest version of ourselves. And it's a journey. It's never going to be perfect, but we are so beautiful exactly the way we are. So I love that. That is so fantastic. One thing that I think is um, really particularly inspiring about you among so many other things is that you have this wonderful marriage and you guys seem so happy together, you and Matt. So tell, tell our listeners how you guys met and what that, what, how do you find balance in your relationship to be like supporting each other to the fullest, supporting, setting each other's souls on fire and all of that good stuff. Oh my gosh. Matt is going to love this question. He loves when people talk about him. (laughs) Well, Matt, we're talking about you. Oh man. He tries to like photobomb me on my Insta stories and you know, I'm like Insta storying for me and everyone's like, we love Matt, more Matt. People love it. People love when the guys hop in. He's just, he's great. He is great. And okay. So Matt and I were neighbors when I moved to Miami for modeling. He was my best friend. I dated everyone else in Miami. And then I married my best friend. So in a nutshell, that's how how uh, we got married. 
I lived in New York for a couple of those years and we went back and forth and had a commuter marriage, which was really fun for young professionals. And one of the things Matt and I always promised each other is that we would never compete with each other. And that included careers. So he would always have his career and I would have mine. And he's involved in real estate and hotels. And I was modeling and building a lifestyle brand. And they were two wildly different careers. And so it's like, well, I'm never going to be in real estate because my husband does that. And I don't ever want to compete with him. And I'm like the most competitive person on earth. So like that would be the end of our marriage. So I'd be like, down with you. I beat your numbers this month. Oh, that is so funny. So we just decided that we would support each other. And one of the things I talk about with Matt is his love is not only unconditional, but it's a, it, it is unconditional and it's different than any other love that I've received in my life. Like my mom's love uh, was a mama love. It's not like a best friend love. Matt's love was my supportive, unconditional love. I have friends love that's like a loyal love. And so Matt's love was really integral to brave Emily and then full Emily because he supported me. And if you ask him even to this day, like, what do you want? He'll tell you, I just want Emily to be happy. And it's the sweetest thing ever. Like for Hanukkah, I'm like, what do you want for your Hanukkah gift? He's like, I just want you to be happy. I'm like, okay, let's go to Hermes. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I like nice things. I'm a Taurus, but, and I did take him to Hermes, but that sounded like really um, effed up. But um, it's true. He is, He is so supportive. And what I've taken from that is, man, do we all need to be in love with someone who is unconditionally supportive, not just unconditionally loving, but unconditionally supportive, like a permanent cheerleader who loves you and loves you through your your different versions of yourself and your transformations and get lit up when when you're yourself when you know thyself and so matt has just i mean every day he's like i'm just so proud of you i'm so proud of you and i feel when i say that i also feel the same way about him we both our careers our lives are so us there's i like to say like i like to reek of myself where I like to be so Emily that it's like so obvious that it's me and the things that I say, the things that I do, the food that I eat, the habits that I have, like I reek of myself, I reek of Emily and Matt reeks of himself. Like he's just so himself. And I think, you know, this goes back to the same philosophy of being beautiful. Like I just find the most beautiful people reek of themselves. They're like, oh, you're so Jordan that you stink of Jordan. Like, <laughs> I just love that. Like, I love it too. You are owed to Jordan. And I think that that is what really makes people unique and attractive. And so it's been, um, and I think part of it too, is we both made a decision to, you know, at, when you get married, you decide that this is going to be the person that you are that is your ally and that you 
um, want to see the happiest version of themselves in your life. And you want to, to not necessarily push them, but support them to be, to have the best life ever, you know, like, and focusing on the positive and, you know, it's a relationship. There's always going to be miscommunications and conflict and, you know, look, not, you guys see like things through rose colored glasses and our relationship's always perfect on Instagram, or at least I try not to make it look that way because, you know, we always hit speed bumps and we're always like working out the kinks and it's a journey and, you know, it gets better and better and love grows. I'm just having verbal diarrhea right now because I think it's so important to find someone in your life that you feel unconditionally supported by. And Matt does that for me. And like today he brought back me bagels and locks and I was like, unconditional support. That is the best. Love my bagels and locks. Heck yeah. No, you guys, you can tell how happy you guys are together. And I think you're such an authentic person. You would never make things look perfect if they weren't great. And it's clear that you guys are just so happy with each other. And it's a feeling that you can even feel when you're in your home. Like when I was in your home where you and Matt live, I felt the love. Like it's just, you just feel vibes and it was such good vibes, such good vibes. In fact, that I was able to take a nap in your bedroom for like two hours, which I can count on two hands, the amount of times I've ever taken a nap in my life. So that is saying (laughs) so much. However, I think I did just get off a red eye that day. So I was like all super out of it. And then I put on those jean shorts (laughs) that I never took off again. And then we went on a boat for three Three days, and I remembered that I don't like being on boats. And the saving grace of the whole thing was that we were together, and yes. we laughed our butts off for three days, and we, we drank a lot of um, chocolate kava, like whatever that amazing stuff is, yes. with all the superfoods, and met so many cool people. And I just loved it, and I can't wait for our next time to be together. Although it will not be on a boat. I can assure you of that. You are welcome to bring your bad self down to Miami Beach anytime you want. I have a bed with your name on it. The coziest. Jordan Younger. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) Oh my God. I cannot wait to be there and dive in. And you're coming here soon, right? To LA? I am going with the flow. I'm actually spending a month out in Idaho because of Be Pretty Brave. I had the whole book written and then I scrapped it New Year's Eve and decided that the book is about fullness and filling ourselves up instead of not, it wasn't about depriving ourselves. I just thought the philosophy of filling ourselves up was so much, there was so much richness to it that I needed to emphasize it and make the book funny and about joy instead of like sad and like a diary, like my sad diary journal entries were like totally playing a violin. Well, that's the really cool thing about transformation is that you're able to see that you were writing about a specific time in your life. And do you actually want to write about a, a different specific, more current time with something that's more relevant to you now? And I love that. I think allowing ourselves to change and evolve is by far the, the best gift we could ever give ourselves. Because you know how many people on this earth would be like, I wrote my whole entire book. I'm not changing that thing. I'm getting it published and then I'll write another one. But 
I'm putting that book into the world. So the fact that you're actually writing another one and scrapping the whole thing is basically the definition of someone who's really passionate about what they're doing. And it's clear and it's so authentic. And you know what I'm freaking out about? You're going to die. So your book is about fullness. (laughs) You're working on it now. I just finished, basically finished the rough draft of my book proposal for my next book. And it is basically about, (laughs) I don't even know how to put this. It's called Craving Deeper. And it's all about like living the fullest, deepest life and like having this insatiable craving for a deeper life that I finally feel like has I've learned to satiate. And so I want to share all of that fullness with people. And it's freaky, freaky to think that we are literally writing the same thing, except for not the same thing because it's two totally different journeys. And the fact that like I know we'll both be so supportive of each other's books and already are, and I already want to read yours. But it's Book just that. I'm competing with you. Uh, well, we you did just <laughs> let everybody know that you're the most competitive person on we planet need to Earth. Use this is a PR stunt, Jordan. Let's start a fight. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, craving deeper versus pretty full. I but don't know. Everyone know Jordan Younger sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I will say we both have catchy titles, and I think that they say a lot about about the book that's to come. And we so both excited. we both write a shit ton. So our books are going to be full of, full of juicy full. information. Full. full. Really uh-huh. full. I'm so excited. So you're going Dude, to Idaho? That's amazing. That doesn't surprise me that you're writing that book. And I cannot wait to read it. And I also can't wait to review it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yours too. Um, you're going to Idaho to work on your book for a month? Yes. Yes, I'm That's going the out there. Idea. I'm getting content and getting recipes put together and just oh, yeah. shooting images and having a good time, enjoying life to the fullest, you know? That sounds fabulous. Well, I want to come to Idaho with you at some point. We've always talked about it, and I haven't been to Idaho since I was like 10, and I went whitewater rafting, and it was a blast. Oh my gosh. Actually, summertime is... Well, you ski, right? No, I don't. I'm not really a snow person. I mean, I like the snow, but I'm so much more of a beach tropical person. We're coming this summer. I'll take you on a few amazing hikes and we'll fill ourselves up. Wait, let's do it. This will be the most that we can like have a writing, hiking, content trip. <laughs> done. Done <laughs> and done. Like, any excuse to get out to Idaho. All right, done. Yeah, <laughs> doing it. Well, we have we have talked about doing this together for a while, so I think it'll be really fun. And before we finish, we'll tell everybody listening a brief story. I'll tell part of it and then you tell the other part of it. But so just as a testament to what a wonderful, understanding, intuitive person Emily is, we were planning to host a retreat together in Costa Rica about a year ago. It was last April, March or April. And Emily had been planning this retreat for a while and she asked me to co-host it with her. And I agreed like instantly because that's kind of how I am. And I'm trying to be less instant about things, but we were planning it together. Emily was doing most of the planning and I was just promoting it and along for the ride and so excited and it started becoming more and more clear to me the more that we talked about it and the more that 
I thought about my own schedule, that it probably was going to really not mesh with, with my schedule, with my first book coming out and with basically just like having zero time for myself. So I started thinking like, I don't know if this is the best time, but I'm definitely not going to back out because I, that's so not how I am. And I wouldn't do that to Emily or to the people who have signed up. And then Emily picked up on the fact that I was thinking that without me even saying anything and without me even fully like coming to fruition with this idea. And she basically, as the best friend ever would do, gave me permission to be like, I don't care. You do you. Like, I get it and we'll miss you, but we're fine. And and I, I get it. So she gave me permission to listen to myself, which actually became my entire mantra of 2016 after we had this conversation, which was learning to say no, learning to just like allow myself to do things that I normally wouldn't allow myself to do to open up space and create space for everything else that I wanted to do. And, um, ideally that doesn't include backing out of things that you've already committed to. So what I'm really learning now is to just be so careful with my commitments because it's not good. It's not a good habit to get into, to commit and back out. And that was kind of like the final straw for me because I realized like, I don't want to be the girl who's committing and backing out, but I do want to be the girl who can say no, if I have to, if I feel like I have to, even if something sounds really awesome and like a really good opportunity. So that's kind of been like one of my mantras ever since is just like really listening to myself, trying not to overcommit. It's my daily work, my daily effort, because I'm such an overcommitter. Like for example, after this, I'm going to lunch with my best friend because she wants, because she asked me to, and I'm like, hell yeah, I want to do that. But I have a lot of other things to do and maybe I shouldn't have said yes, but I'm, I'm an overcommitter at heart. So the reason that I tell this whole story is A, because it's okay to say no. And B, because I just want to even round out your view of Emily now that you guys are getting to know her. So you know how awesome she is and that she really understood. And the retreat was still a massive success. And obviously I was jealous that I wasn't there, but I will forever appreciate her for everything she is for just like understanding that kind of thing. You're sweet. It's true. You're sweet. True. Thank you. It be true, girl. It's true. It is. Well, so, okay, we're coming up on our hour. Is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners and where can they find you and all that good stuff? So I am redeveloping my website right now. I'm actually doing emilynolan.com and in a month it will be live and we'll have a big party and celebration. I'm doing a ton of videos and video blogging, which I'm very excited about. I love being on video. So if you follow me on Instagram right now, it's at I am Emily Nolan, N-O-L-A-N. And I am obsessed with Insta stories and I give a ton of tips and welcome you into my home um, on Insta stories. It's all radical honesty. I'm super transparent please write me or comment on my stories. And I am really responsive unless you send me something super creepy. And then I'm like, this is interesting. (laughs) Um, So you can reach me there. And I think that's the best place to find me. I also have a Facebook page. It's Emily or I am Emily Nolan. And that's the best place to find me right now. Cool. You know, it's so weird. 
I was searching for your website before we started this conversation because I thought I might as well peruse it before we talk to see if anything piques my interest, even though I already knew what I wanted to talk to you about. And I was thinking, I highly doubt her website is still my kind of life M or my kind of life.com because it just doesn't feel like her anymore. I feel like she's evolved so much and her brand is taking a totally different direction. And even though my kind of life is not like a stagnant name at all, it could, it could totally transform alongside of you. I just felt like Emily is in this place of radical shift in her life. I promise you her website name is changing. I told that to myself, (laughs) but then I thought I'm like, it's still there, but I kind of think it's still going to change. And then you said that and I'm just pleased that my intuition was correct because that's always a good feeling. your intern yourself. Yeah, my Jordan, intuition I and I have a very you. close relationship. I promise I you. I would pay to hear that conversation in your head. <laughs> yeah, it went a little something like, oh, wow, I can't believe it's still mykindoflife.com. Oh, wow, I can't believe I haven't looked at this in a while because I really like reading her blogs. Oh, but she's not posting that many blog posts. Oh, I'm just watching all her Instagram stories all the time to keep up with her. And then I did promise my intuition. You're probably correct. This girl is in major shift transformation mode (laughs) physically, internally. You can just see it. And you know what I love about you? You're never, you're never afraid to change things up and to evolve. Like since I've known you, you've had a few different Instagram names. You've had a few different, um, several different names for like your company and your brand. Like you've had topless, pretty brave. Now you're pretty full and you literally introduce yourself as four version Emily and the evolve in the transformation. And <laughs> I think if everybody could get really clear on like what their separate selves were as they evolve would be a really cool practice. And maybe, maybe you're already including that in your book. I have a feeling that you probably are since this is so important to you, but I think that'd be a fun exercise for everyone to like sit down and think about what have your stages been? I know mine have been all over the place. I'll have to think about it and then I'll have to tell you. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. It's so fun to catch up with you and basically felt like I spent my Monday morning with you. (laughs) Which is an incredible life. I mean, we are so lucky. Yeah. I'm sprawled out on my couch in my pajamas with Hudson, my cat in my lap and all I've done today is drink bulletproof coffee and my keto drink that I'm obsessed with and I had some guy over here taking my blood this morning for my insurance and we became like besties he was so nice and Mm. now here I am talking to you I love it well I love you I'm about to hit some yoga with the girlfriend of mine Oh, that's the best. That's what I'll be yeah. doing later this afternoon. We are on different time zones, just yeah. so everyone knows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, have so much fun at yoga. I Thank love you. you. Thanks you for too. being here. And guys, go check out Emily and we'll definitely have her back on soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs>